You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you are listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron Elliott, and my co-host... Me, Liz Parkin. Hello, Kedron. Hello, Liz. How are you doing? I'm all right, my dear. I'm very well. Thank you very much. Yep, all good in uh, Berlin. How's life in Congleton? It's been good. We've been on Zoom all day today, sorting out our buddies and our clients and making sure everybody's getting the support they need, haven't we? We have done really well. Clearing up those databases and uh, putting in the new buddies and the new clients has been quite a task. But I feel like we're nearly there. Another couple of hours tonight and we'll be, we'll have nailed it, we'll have cracked it. So yeah, well done. We've worked well. I quite like Zoom when you can share your screen and we can both do it together. Mm, I don't think I've yeah, done yeah. that job on my own. It would have been a, a bit of a mind wobble going on trying to do that little job on my own, I think. So thank you very much for that. Well, let's let's give a shout out because we've got some fantastic figures to share on all the work that you've been putting in since March, since the first lockdown. Oh, yes, indeed. So we have clocked up da, 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 volunteer hours, 3,000 hours since March last year. We have, we are currently supporting, well, we've supported in total just over 200 houses, households in Nantwich. Mm-hmm. And we've got 60 buddies registered, plus we had a, a further 31 since our new website launched, which was... It's probably more than that now, because we've had a few people register this week, haven't we? Well, it's gone a bit berserk, hasn't it? This <laughs> yeah. Blimey. What we've been down at the Civic Hall with our pink high-vis vests on, everybody's seen the Nantwich buddies, and they all want to join, which is lovely and fantastic. Um, we just need to make sure we've got plenty of clients for them, mm-hmm. but yeah, it does mean we've got capacity to take on more clients, which is great. So, yeah, really, really pleased with how things are going. Definitely. And a massive shout out to those of you that have been down at the Civic today, supporting the uh, vaccinations, marshalling the car park in the snow, in the snow. Oh, God, yes. We've had snow, haven't we? Well, they put a picture on Facebook earlier on and bless them. I said, we can't even tell it's you guys because you're so well wrapped up with your masks and everything. But uh, we've had some really great feedback. And I'm sure I mentioned this last week, but I will do another shout out. Marks and Spencer's chat wins. Uh, the gentleman that bought them some Costa coffees. Um, who else? There's another shop in Nantwich that will come to me, but they've all supplied. Marks and Spencer's bought more flowers. Chapman's lunch. It's been lovely. It's been really, really well supported. And also, I think just saying thank you to the people on Facebook, particularly the Nantwich community page and the Nantwich group. Loads of really positive feedback about our volunteers and, and not just our volunteers, but the way the whole NHS has, has been running the system in the mm-hmm. system. So, they're really well organised, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to doing my duty next week. We're on shift down there next Friday and Saturday. Um, well, this podcast will go out on Sunday. So it's this coming Friday and Saturday. We'll be down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Donning my pink vest and getting myself down there as well. Yeah. So if you're out and about, keep your eyes peeled for Liz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not allowed to drink coffee at the moment, am I? <laughs> no, no. Not even a decaf. A herbal tea, please. Peppermint tea, thank you very much. <laughs> How's your how is your diet going? We we actually we were gonna mention this last week, weren't we? We we've were, been, yeah. We've been doing an anti-inflammatory diet, which has been no sugar, caffeine, no yeah. caffeine, yeah. no alcohol, no no gluten, no dairy. That's about it, isn't it? Yeah. And haven't we been doing well? Yeah. And got the added bonus of being a vegan as well. So that adds to the uh <laughs> 
Yeah, so giving up dairy wasn't a problem for me, but the alcohol has been. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think we've done really well. It's been really interesting. And we'll have to get Joe, our nutritionist, on to uh oh yes, definitely talk at some point, maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks' time when we've lost a bit more weight and we've we gained a bit more of our health benefits from this. Mm-hmm. Diet. But I'm really definitely. enjoying it. I think I'm really enjoying it. And we've got a great community, haven't we? The five of us that are doing it, sharing our foods. In fact, I've just had my tea now. I put my knife and fork down. MJ's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I've just, just got to take a photo of my dinner for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been really great and really enjoyed it, getting to know the others. And um, you're feeling the benefits already, yeah. which is good. Definitely. Right, should we introduce our guest? Yes, I think we should. Right. Kate Carney is sitting in her house in, uh, it's Hatherton, isn't it? Your neck of the woods, I do believe. Kate Carney was a guest with me a few weeks ago on my uh, business show. We were talking about gin because one of her one of her businesses is <sighs> share. We're not going to talk about gin because kids and I will just be too jealous. At yes. <laughs> but we will have you talking about gin on this show at some point, Kate, I'm sure, because gin makes a lot of people very, very happy. But what we are going to talk about is something that you have been running for a long time now and possibly one of the ways I got to know you. Uh, you in mind is a website supporting uh, people to find mental health and well-being activities facilities workshops we're going to hear all about that but before we do can we have a bit of information about you please many strings to that though there's a and actually i love the gin reference because the focus really for that business really aligns to what you guys are doing and what you in mind promotes is about community and about how communities come together and supporting each other. So I've, I've been a marketing consultant for, I'm going to go with forever because I'm 36 and for as long as I've been able to work, that's what I've been doing. And helping small businesses and startups uh, often scale and grow and get bigger and, and serve their communities, make, um, make more money, more products uh, and work with, work with, I work with different sorts of businesses and about Four years ago, or nearly five years ago, uh, one of my clients was the NHS, was the Clinical Commissioning Group in Cheshire. And uh, it was through lots of projects and working together that You In Mind was born. Brilliant. So I've been involved in lots of interesting things as a business owner. I always cringe, but it's true. You know, entrepreneur, I hate it. I hate the word, but it's kind of like, I call it just obsessed with doing interesting stuff all the time and having no patience. (laughs) <laughs> I think with the world of marketing you do come across unless you're very very niched in, in a sort of sector if you like you know the type of marketing you do you are broad you, you do cover a lot of bases um you're very personable you've very knowledgeable and yeah a bit like me you can never say no so uh, everything's an opportunity and <laughs> you certainly seize lots of those opportunities and I know uh, you've probably got a whole list of things that you'd like to do before you die but <laughs> I think that's a good way to be to see everything that comes along as an opportunity rather than a chore. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's been um, you in mind was born from that came about because I saw you know, a series of circumstances and what was happening around access and visibility of mental health services. You know, it's very easy to say there's not enough services. That's the sentence I hear all the time. There's not enough services. Actually, what people tend to mean is there's not enough NHS funded services for my specific requirements, my requirements, then that may well be the case. Mm. But what there are, and you you guys have just proved it with talking about buddies, are amazing things happening in the community, amazing things happening by private businesses 
by initiatives and projects, as well as uh, charities and the NHS, that when you put them together, actually the body of support is much greater than you first think. But that is difficult to find. And the link to me being a marketeer is how you help somebody show up and show off, as I would say to a corporate client, how they present themselves to the world um, and how they engage their audience. And actually charities, you, you know, you all know charities and initiatives are all trying to do that. So if you can give them one place where they can show up and show off and the consumer, the user, person at the end of the, the phone or the email or the laptop can find all of that at the touch of a button, that's really powerful. And mm. that's where you do start to get a sense of community. You do start to get a sense of perspective of actually all the different types of support that is out there for, you know, whatever condition or, 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 or situation yeah. someone finds themselves in. What was your, in fact, I think I know the story to hear this. Your, this came from an idea. In fact, I'm going to listen to this, that they visit your website, youinmind.org, and it's you as in Y-O-U, inmind.org. So have a little look around the site while we're talking to Kate, but where did the idea initially come from? Because it wasn't necessarily your mental health challenges. It was working with somebody. Was that right? Yeah. So we'd spent um, a bit of context. We'd spent 2016, me and a couple of colleagues, uh, working with the NHS in several guises. So we were running workshops with GPs. We were talking to people in the community. Those who were homeless. We were talking to students. We are talking to the NHS commissioners to get a sense of understanding what happens in the system. Um, lots of different things. CAM, so children and adolescent mental health support. So we had all of this insight and knowledge around us. And then one day in August, I went to the shop and I saw a friend of mine who was sat there with her daughter and they were both crying in the car. I went into the shop with my friend and basically we sat on the floor and had a cry. And she told me how her 11 year old daughter had been self-harming. And then, and I quote, said to me, and so I knew she'd just come from the GP. Um, what do I do now? Do I just Google? And she was in a point of crisis or she was nearing crisis and, and her daughter was going through these struggles. And that started to light something inside me when I just spent the day at a focus group with a group mm. of uh, homeless, homeless men in Chester mm. that said, wait a minute, that's not good enough. It's not okay that my 34 year old friend is sat there and feeling this and experiencing this. And then two other things happened and I talk about this in my TEDx talk that's coming up actually. Two other things happened. Um, my auntie, who is schizophrenic, was sectioned again. And the man who saved my life, I was, a, I was an incredibly poorly baby. Uh, he committed suicide. And so it, all in a week, this all happened in the space of a right. week. And so I left the shop, knewing something, knowing that I had to do something. Um, and I'm not clinical. I, I don't have a mental health background. I just knew that I had enough experience over the course of that year and I'm a strategic thinker and I know how to get messages to people, to consumers and to users that I had to do something. There was, there was no, <laughs> there was no option. It was going to happen. I didn't know what it was at that point, but I knew it was going to be something. And so I, you know, long story short, I did a proposal. I said, look, this is the findings of the research. And these are the, you know, the, the statistics and the stories and all of that stuff mixed together. And this is what I think you need to do. And I said, if you don't do it on your own, 
then I will. And I'll find a way to do this because the, the need is not going to go away mm-hmm. over the course of the next few months. And this was at this point, this is September, October, November 2016. So we built a, we, we, we just went for it. My husband and I, we built a logo. We, we put some infrastructure in place. We decided, you know, we knew very clearly what this could be. And, and as I say, how big the problem is, yeah, is and was, still is. And we just started talking to mental health commissioners about how this solution can help them address their problem and relate it back to the stories. And then we launched with Cheshire, just coincidentally where we live, on the 1st of May 2017. Brilliant. So it is a fascinating story to yeah see that there was a need and be able to, to bring this together with your skills. Bit of being in the right place at the right time to to have the idea and and obviously the skills that you and your husband have got and so what can people find on the site it's massive i mean i looked at it over the last couple of weeks showed it to kedrin to do a bit of research for our, our happiness podcast and it has grown immensely since the last time i looked at it which might have been a a, a year or so ago so yeah what can people find um i think what they can find on a practical level what they can find are lists of services that organisations deliver. We have added an online section, which, as you can imagine, is is, is literally never ending. Is, is you know is is a beast almost to try and give a nod to any apps that are available. It's a really fine balance of how much information you give to somebody as to not overload them as well as what information you make accessible so they can find the right amount, the the right types of help. So you'll find when you go on there that as it stands today, you you search by condition. And that doesn't have to be diagnosed condition because there's there's lots of algorithms and stuff in the background that kind of help the display of information. But you type in your postcode and it's only in Cheshire. Type in your postcode and then you search by condition. And then it asks you to look at whether you are looking for support for a child or an adult. Okay. Now, this was something that we debated quite a lot with this with the clinical commissioning group, um, because actually, from our perspective, we wanted it to show the results as soon as possible. You know, think about click throughs online. Yeah. You, know, you want to see your results as soon as possible, don't you? But they wanted it split up. So you then see age brackets. And then you are into your results. And the idea for us was about not showing off the organization, because if you know the organization you want help from, you will go directly on Google Mm. or Bing or whatever to that organization. The point here is about when you don't know what help you need Mm. or you're worried about yourself or a friend or family that you're tripping towards crisis or you just don't know what's there. We help you follow your nose. We help you guide you through that. And then you can see services delivered by an organization, but the focus being on the service and when it runs. And and that, that's the way it should be, because we were having a conversation about, you, you know, if you are at that point where you're looking for help and needing some support, then trying to find it and where you go to, and what companies do can be something that is very difficult to do but also having that motivation to do it and I know that this is what I'm suffering with who 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 deals with that where can I go it's the analogy the analogy that I give was um came actually from a focus group we did with parents again four years ago but the the, the content and the salute the problem still stands it's, it's it's not it's not gone away unfortunately is when you have a parent or a carer um, let's say a 36 year old, I'm 36, 36 year old mom who let's say they have a 14 year old son 
And that 14-year-old son has all of a sudden started kicking the door down and getting very aggressive and something's changed. You don't know what to do and you don't always have the time or the headspace to speak to your GP or to call 101 or you don't know what to do. So when somebody is nearing crisis, they just need somewhere to go that they know is a safe place where they've got access to information and to be able to make an informed choice because that's the reason why we've included private businesses on there as well. Not, not loads, I balance it, I absolutely balance it. But I think it's really important that when you are nearing crisis, you have the choice of service. You have, you have the, the option to have visibility because there are plenty of people who are on waiting lists, who are in the bottlenecks in the system, who will say, do you know what? I just want to go and speak to a private therapist. I'm just going to book that one-to-one session mm-hmm. and, and they are accredited and they're credible. And I think it's important from a customer perspective that you have that mm-hmm. perspective on what's available and you have that choice. And, 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 that's, and that's, that continues to be all of these things, those stories and the decisions that we have made and the things we've learned continue to be our guiding principles with which we discuss with the NHS. This is a, it's a very balanced conversation about what we know and what they know. And I'm pretty connected to the customer journey and the marketing terminology and that sort of stuff. So we have a really healthy conversation about what we should and shouldn't do when it comes to changes and updating and new structures with regards to the website. If somebody was looking for help, because I work in mental health as well, I sometimes speak to clients or even friends that I've known and they've been so disillusioned by going to the doctors and the doctors have said quite rightly you know they'll recommend talking therapies but then you have to wait a whole year to see somebody and what's the use of that so much can change in weeks never mind years but like if somebody was like who felt like that they'd gone and tried to get some help and being disappointed with the results what, what will a site offer them that, that maybe they've not had before? Or would you recommend coming that before speaking to somebody? I think when you're accelerating towards crisis or you mm. feel like you're not okay, you, you, you are on that search for information. And the conversation I have with our commissioners are, look, your amazing GPs, your, the, your, the amazing NHS community are to a consumer to a member of the public the holy grail when it comes to health that that's 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 how they are um often quite rightly positioned so there is naturally going to be a default uh, position to say go to your gp yeah of course so therefore our challenge is is twofold one is to make sure and it is a lot more difficult than it sounds to be in there with those nhs Mm -hmm. touch points as, a, as, a, as, a, as an NHS commission service, we want to make sure that we are aligned and integrated to those touch points. And recommended we as well. Yeah. yeah. We know. And then also be in the community as best we can. And this is a really difficult task because this is where you've got to be in the Facebook groups, not just, not just mm-hmm. have your own page. You've got to be in them because the discussions about how someone's feeling or when they're asking for help, as we know as users, don't just exist in Google, you know, your click-through rates and your SEO and that sort of stuff. They don't just exist with a health professional, they exist in the community. So how do we penetrate that community and be a part of it? 
and that's a that's a never-ending task and actually that that's where there is both the exciting potential and daunting task ahead every month of how you continue to do that Mm -hmm. because you've got to be consistent you've got to be out there to be heard and seen and yeah and as a marketeer I know better than anyone that takes time and energy and budget and then Mm -hmm. so it's a constant balance of where we can partner with the GP alliance and this the clinical commissioning group because of how they are rightly positioned as the, the go-to for all things health and balance it with the social media and the, the stuff in the community so it's a bit of a long answer to a short question <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think it would have a simple answer it's quite it's very it's very complex and I suppose the other thing that's happened more recently and we during lockdown we've heard a, a lot more about like social prescribing roles that are filling some of the gaps has that helped with your website and getting you out there or is that still something you're working with that's still something we're working with we actually have a uh, in development at the moment a social prescribing uh, a piece of software that integrates with you in mind because social prescribing is something although it's it's a directive of nhs england it's still something that the commissioners are getting their head around because it's it's for all services it's for all conditions so you in mind has a role in that to a degree where at the first port of call call it the gp um where they will say you know will prescribe a certain series of activities to you and take a look at this series of resources as well so at the moment, the two, you know, you in mind is a publicly available body of information, mm-hmm. basically. So the two sit hand in hand, and I don't think it's a case of one replaces the other. There's plenty of services that are available on you in mind that are used in terms of social prescribing that the NHS work with those providers directly on. So that whole infrastructure around social prescribing and you in mind and the, the, the needs of the 14 year old lad and the 36 year old mum for me has to sit right in the middle of that all of these things need to work for the person who is nearing crisis or is mm-hmm. not okay so that is a continual um challenge let's say <laughs> that that covid has just got in the way of as well yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely Kate, who have you got who manages this now is this is this still your baby Are you still managing it updating it yeah, so it's between me and a lady that does some work for me across my stuff that I do. But she spends a fixed number of hours per month to work on it. And then we'll do some Facebook advertising and I'm in all of the groups. But yeah, it's still it's still my baby. Right. Now, I'm just going to read out some of the um, I think I might read all of the things. So what brought you here today is the first question you're asked when you arrive at the website. It's so straightforward this website I think I hope she's not listening but even my mum could use this <laughs> really really easy site to get your way go your way around so drop down menu what brought you here today ADHD anxiety autism bipolar body dysmorphic disorder dementia depression eating disorders hearing voices loneliness mindfulness obsessive compulsive disorder panic disorders paranoia uh, perinatal and postnatal personality disorders phobias post-traumatic stress, psychosis, schizophrenia, uh, seasonal affective disorder even, that's, you don't often see that popping up, uh, self-esteem issues, self-harm, sleep problems, stress and suicidal feelings. So you you pick from which of those. So if I was to pick anxiety and pop my postcode in, hit find help, and within a split second, I've got a choice of, like you say, the age range, 0 to 16 plus 16 plus, 
So there are 70 listings, 70 community group listings in the age 16 plus if I have anxiety. There's seven events, there's 40 professional support um, listings. There's nine sport and exercise options as well. If you look at the, the under 16s, there's 22 community groups, there's four events. I mean, it's just incredible that you can find that wealth of support at the click of a button. I think mm. it's I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I know when Kez and I were using the site a couple of weeks ago to do some research, we were coming, I thought I was quite well uh, in tune with all the various things going on in the area. But my goodness me, we we wrote a whole list, didn't we? Of, of yeah, yeah, there's so much stuff there. It's fantastic. Tap up for, for both for this and also for buddies to signpost our uh, clients to. Mm. So, mm. you know, well done. It's, it's a great site. And I don't think you can have any complaints for for how you kind of navigate it. Um, I think it's it's absolutely brilliant. So well done. Thank you. And we actually designed that user experience um, with a certain person in mind, actually. So my nan, before she died, she was my auntie's carer. And she was, when we did this, my nan was uh, 88, I think. And I remember one day getting a, and this, this like, blew my mind at the time, text from my nan saying, I've seen you on Facebook. So a text from my 88 year old nan saying, I've seen you on Facebook. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I thought, if she can find a way to use this and, and it makes sense. Yeah. You've, got to work, you've got to work with the lowest common denominator. My nan wasn't the lowest common, common denominator by any means, but you have to build something which is mobile responsive, which is easy to navigate. The big challenge we have is 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 keeping it up to date there's no Absolutely. doubt about it the, yeah. the connectivity and this is without going into detail this is this is three people's jobs worth of time mm. and as you two will both know and your listeners will know the budgets are stretched or or not there at all so this mm. is something that i've stuck with because it's the right thing to do for the past four years and it, and it is the right thing to do um, but i can't tell you it's uh <laughs> you work in mental health it's not going to change my life <laughs> hopefully it will change someone else's but um yeah you've created you've created a beast but a, a very lovable beast that you can't uh, shake off <laughs> so what i love the i love the fact that you had your nan doing your user acceptance testing <laughs> we built this website nan you can if you can use it navigate your way around it's good to go well done nan <laughs> yeah, in, in simple terms that's what it was we did also have to do some actual user testing yeah yeah <laughs> um but, but yeah it was a case of passing out ipads and phones yeah. and uh and yeah laptops. getting people to so, use it yeah. you with the the name you in mind did you say how did i come up with it yeah um because i came up with it because i thought uh it represented you know, you're thinking of services for someone else. I've got you in mind, the mind, you know, obviously yeah. the mind. Um, and when the URL was available, went for it, snatched it, it and, yeah. uh, and went from there. Yeah, no, it's a clever name. How many people and agencies and organisations you've got on here in total? Because obviously there'll be some crossover from different search parameters and things. But do you know how many unique things you've got that people can draw from? I think we've got four to 500. Wow. That's incredible. And this is all for, this is Cheshire wide, isn't it? It's not yeah. now Cheshire South um, and Vale Royal CCG. It's Cheshire wide. It will now that they are Cheshire CCG. Yeah. It is all of those bodies together. 
So where we originally started with one uh, clinical commissioning group, and then we went to two, then went to three, then went to four, and then went to three again, and then they recommissioned as a, as a, as a, as a body, it's now Cheshire wide. And there's gaps, we know there's gaps, it's continually looking for stuff and having conversations like this, um, because people change, services pop up, services close. So it's a very much a case of doing our best all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, good for what, you. What do you see the future of it, Kate? Do you see you taking that model and then rolling it out in, in different places? Yeah, so we built it to be scalable. The model can absolutely work across all clinical commissioning groups in the country. Um, we were this close, and your users can't see me doing like a little inch with my fingers, <laughs> to having a national deal with Boots, whereby we would work with their supporting their staff for their well-being in terms of finding services. So the model has potential in all different areas. And my my absolute dream, I would love to have this emulated and, and rolled out basically with other areas. Uh, and that's when you get into the complexities of working as a provider into the NHS, into clinical. Yeah, yeah. But the model is there. And I think this is part of what fuels me is the infrastructure is built. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the investment that we have uh, that my husband and I have put in not a funded investment put in has paid for the infrastructure to get it to a point that it's worthy of being commissioned mm. so we've 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 done that bit of work and and we keep that up to date and you know we, we cover those costs to give it the potential to expand um, but at the moment or the past year the focus has been on serving you know as the CCG has changed around here on serving the needs of where we are right now retaining the contract so we can continue to deliver the service the last thing i want is the service to stop because the feedback we get is great and that the need is still there yeah yeah right then we need to get uh, buddies listed on there don't we kedrin that oh, we do indeed yeah jobs and for people to get listed there's no cost is there not not at all there's no uh, cost to anybody how do they do that go to the contact form or is there a special way of doing that we have set it up nice and cleverly so there is a contact form and if you fill in that information and press submit i will go ping at my end and i'll be able to go in click a couple of buttons and get you added on lovely great we can do that we can do that definitely brilliant thank you very much indeed tell us then about your obviously the happiness hub is all about being happy getting happy staying happy staying happy <laughs> uh, apart from gin <laughs> which <laughs> happy what makes you very happy and how have you been managing also which might run alongside this question but uh, how you've been managing lockdown and homeschooling and such like I think like everybody I can confidently say the homeschooling is really hard and it's it's then I make it a bit extra hard for myself because I have business ambition and and juggling you know businesses and working clients and things and I can't let that go for my own selfish need. I want to do, I, I enjoy my, my, my business life. So it's a very big juggling affair here. Um, and in terms of, but the kids are happy. It snowed today, hasn't it? The kids are happy. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing their work. Zoom is on 24 seven everywhere all the time. Um, so actually in terms of what makes me happy, I know you think I'm going to say spirits, but I'm not. <laughs> I do. I wouldn't say it. Really simple uh, lighting a candle. I'm, a, I'm an absolute fan of um, of a candle. 
uh, pretty much any, I'll take any candle, I don't mind what size you <laughs> are, what color you are, what scent you are, I don't mind. But the, actually the process of lighting it, the, the finding the matches, the getting your candle, it might sound really silly, but you know, understanding why that makes me happy, finding a candle, lighting a candle, the matches, the lighting a candle, the putting it where I want to put it, and actually just sitting down near it is, um, is something that makes me really happy. And with my dog, the dog that no one can see on my knee, uh, I think <laughs> he, look, he looks very relaxed. <laughs> yes. well, I'd say I'd say out of all of the uh, people we've asked, there's always comes up a lot of um, being outdoors and walking, isn't there, kids? Yeah. I think I think uh, Kate's probably got the easiest um, option: just light a candle, buy a candle. Yeah, yeah. any old. Yeah. Any old IKEA tea light sounds like <laughs> the tea lights pushing it to be honest because that's mm. not going to last more than a minute. No. <laughs> I tell you what's been quite nice here is that my stepdaughter asked for incense sticks for Christmas, and I I mean it just takes me back to being at university. Mm. But she's she's at her mum's this week, so I've been nipping into a room and nicking a couple of incense sticks and popping them on while I've been in here but just that as well like you were saying about finding your matches and lighting it and blowing it out and and smelly as well do do your candles have to be smelly as well I like a smelly candle I'll be honest I think it's more the symbolic side of it because what it means is that I'm taking a moment to to not run around you know Mm. you've got a candle on You've got to be relatively near it. And you, if you want to enjoy it, the scent the sense and the, the visual, um, it means you're going to be in the room and you're going to be kind of present. Even if it's, you've got the telly on, you're going to be present with it. Whereas I don't get much time or rather I don't make much time to yeah. be present mm-hmm. outside of Zooms with the kids at the moment. So mm-hmm. a candle on and teaching the kids like this is how you light a candle and I'll watch you do it, stand with you to do it. They're starting to appreciate. Should we put a, my eight-year-old? Mummy, should we put a candle on? Oh. Annabelle, yes, <laughs> candle on. Thank you. Lovely. I have to say, this is Christmas because you put candles on at Christmas, and I go in fits and spurts. But I did was given a couple of candles at Christmas, and I've put them on probably every day for the last couple of weeks, and just in the hallway. So they waft up the stairs to my office, and there is a certain like relaxation as I walk past it there's like oh you know it's a nice it's a nice smell for one thing and it and you look at the flame and you hear it crackling and yeah you know I can understand so yeah yeah. walk past it with a gin and tonic in your hand (laughs) that's it well yeah no no more weeks Lizzie yeah six weeks yeah isn't it Ked you've got six weeks to go right then so Kate how can people get in touch with you uh, they can find me on any social media platform at Kate Carney UK, and that is probably the easiest thing to do. Do you want to spell your surname for us? Yeah, C A R N E Y. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much. Youinmind.org is where you need to go if you have got any. Just go and have a look at it. Go and have a nosy around it. And then when someone's talking to you at the bus stop, well, they're not going anywhere at the moment, we're locked down, but so when someone's chatting to you and has got some challenges, signpost them to it go online for them do a quick search and and see what you can offer them by way of support because that's going to possibly be the difference that makes a difference for a lot of people uh, particularly if they can't access the internet or they just like you say they're at crisis or they're heading towards crisis and they just don't know where to go we certainly need to make a point of this in fact i think um 
not to put you on the spot or anything, Kate, but I think we, we need to incorporate this in our buddies training and maybe yes. uh, maybe invite you in to do a, okay. a, a 10 minutes with our buddies to just, I mean, like I say, the site is navigate it very easy to navigate, but some of the background I think is really interesting and, and we can make sure our buddies are using this as a, as a point of reference for all their clients, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely, would love to. And, and actually, I'll just make the point of if anybody does deliver a service, whether that's online or face-to-face you know, -face, struggle at the moment but or runs a community group or a, a, an initiative and wants to be listed on the platform for free then please do reach out please use the yeah. contact form on the website is the best thing to do and yeah. that's an important point because it's I mean I do google when you've got like corfball for instance comes up so you wouldn't necessarily associate that with a mental health support activity but it's it's a sport it's a it's a social, it's a club, it's an, it's an activity that can help your well-being. So you include those sorts of things as well, don't you? Yeah, it's, it is a fine line, but I would much rather um, add it on and where there's loneliness or where there's a community group to tackle loneliness or whether that's delivered through sport or tea and chat, whatever. I would much rather know about it and then be able to make a choice mm. uh, and, and probably put it on than not know about it. So it's my yeah. job to to align the relevancy of the listings as best I can to the reason they're there. But I would much rather know, I'd much rather be inundated than, than not. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Any more from you, Kedders? No, that's really interesting that. I'm going to have another rummage around the site after we finish today and have a look. Yes, we shall uh, get some more guests on as well. And where are we now? It's going to be, is this the last week of January? We've got through January, all right, haven't we? Is it the last week? 20, 21st we were recording this. So, yeah, one more week of January and then we're, uh, we're off with the year and then it will whiz by and it'll be Christmas again before we know it. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, the Nantwich Buddies uh, website is nantwichbuddies.org. If you want to follow the Happiness Hub podcast and join our Facebook group, The Happiness Hub, we'll put all the links to this and to Kate on there and also yes. in the show notes for this podcast. Mm -hmm. If you like podcasts, if you like the podcast, please do share it and give us a, a testimonial if you would like to or a review. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's info at nantwichbuddies.org. And finally, if you know of anybody that needs support from the buddies, so the kind of things we do are uh, shopping uh, for people, uh, prescription collecting for people that are isolating and shielding. Um, some people we're working with are housebound, can't get out of their home, so we're doing shopping for them. We're doing befriending. We're doing a lot of befriending phone calls and doorstep chats from people that literally have not left their home since March last year. Family live far-flung places and they haven't got any support locally, so we're doing a lot of that. Um, we're doing a little bit of dog walking for some elderly people that can't really get out and, and a bit nervous on the icy roads and, and whatnot. Obviously supporting people to, to help, if necessary, get to their uh, COVID vaccine um, if there's any problems um, there. So if you do want our services, you do need to ring a Cheshire East number. It's a free phone number, but they take all the calls. They take all the clients. They sort of vet them and make sure that you're getting the necessary support that you are entitled to and then it comes down to us as buddies if if they feel it's appropriate for us we cover nantwich and acton so um it's not it won't come to us if you're in the crew area or further afield but if you are in cheshire east you can use this cheshire east number which is 0300 123 50 34 
That's 0300 123 5034. And if you're a, a son or a daughter or a nephew or niece of, of somebody elderly, perhaps that might need the help, by all means, call that number and have a good chat with the team at Cheshire East and they will put you in our, our direction if appropriate. Okay, that is it. Time to go. And um, yeah, we'll see you again next time. Thanks ever so much, Kate. Yeah, thanks, Kate. Thanks, ladies. I really enjoyed it. Cheers, Abby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.